Hello everybody and welcome to episode 45 of Own the Road with Auto Trader, where we make car stuff simple for Canadians. My name is Jody Lai and I'm the editor-in-chief of Auto Trader. And my name is Dan Alika and I am Auto Trader's road test editor. Welcome back everybody. It is a new year. New um, year, same gripes. <laughs> same old crusty hosts. Yes. Um, I hope you all had a restful holiday and are feeling charged up for the new year. Whoa! That was a bit of a pun given today's topic. Charged up. So today, Dan and I are going to be talking about EV mandates and misinformation. Yeah. So, you know, 2024 is obviously going to be a big year for EVs. Every year it gets more and more important. And for some year, for some reason, um, it also gets more and more controversial every year, which I don't think should be the case. Um, but let's get into it. Yeah. So this, this was kind of, you know sparked see i'm at, i'm getting in on the uh, ev puns uh this was this was sparked by the federal government announcing some new legislation that is going to ensure that there is ev supply or zero emission vehicle supply to meet demand uh for those of you who don't know the government has targeted eliminating internal combustion powered passenger vehicle sales by 2035. Now, first of all, before we even really get into the misinformation, just keep in mind, this is a target, okay? Th this isn't like, no matter what happens, it's it's coming whether you like it or not. I mean, it is coming whether you like it or not, but like, there, it's subject to, to change, right? But it's just like, this is the, the road that we're on. Lots of other countries are doing the same thing, including the United States. Now, it's obviously a much larger market, it's going to take a little bit longer, but the UK has the exact same timeline for, and the, the difference in wording, the language that Canada uses is just to like eliminate, you know, internal combustion. It's a lot more Canadian and friendly in the UK. The government's language is banning the sale, the, the sales of new gas and diesel powered vehicles. Are people going bananas over that language? I would like I to mean, know. I don't know, but people in Canada are going bananas over this idea first. So, so this started, you know, December, uh, the government announced these, this new legislation that would help. So what it is, is it's just ensuring that as more countries, we've seen it for years now, right? It's the reason why you're on a three-year wait list to get a plug-in hybrid from your local Toyota dealer, right? Supply is not able to keep up with demand because there are bigger markets. We're all fighting for the same selection of vehicles. Uh, so the, the federal government basically wants to force automakers to offer the inventory to begin with, to make sure that there are enough vehicles to meet the growing demand here. The response to this has been, first of all, I don't know what rock so many Canadians are living under that this is what sparked them to be like, what? How dare you? The, like this has been years in the making and, and the government has made this clear. First of all, Canada does not exist in a vacuum, okay? We are not the only country that's doing this. Those of you out there who are blaming Justin Trudeau and whatever, it is so outrageous to me. Let's keep in mind that conservative governments, including in the UK, are doing the exact same thing. Climate change is real. It's coming. We need to do what we can. The UN says 
I think it's 15% of global GHG emissions are attributable to road transportation. Not transportation in general, including, you know, airlines and, and, and ocean freight and all that stuff. Just talking about the vehicles on the road. So if we can eliminate that, that is going to go a long way to achieving the much needed targets that are going to make sure that there is a world for your children to enjoy. That is the simple matter here. Mm-hmm. That this has become such a lightning rod for misinformation, for lies, for for outrage, that is so stupid. It just makes me think, and I said this to you earlier, Jody, when cars started to become a thing, were there all of these like crazy people being like, no way are you taking away my horse and buggy? Like, come on, man, this has changed. And, and so some of the comments that I've seen one of them, which I'm not surprised because there are a lot of idiots out there. That's just how it is. Somebody said that uh, basically pollution is happening because we're letting immigrants into the country. Oh, come on. I mean, I can't sit here and, and just let that fly. Let's let, like, come on, get a grip, man. That is the dumbest thing I have read in a long time. It's xenophobic. It's pretty despicable that you would even post that publicly, let alone think it privately. Um, but some of the other stuff, some of these comments include, uh, you know, freedom of choice taking another hit. Listen, you're free to do a lot of things in this country, in this world, but omitting pollution just for the sake of it, that's not freedom. Yeah. Like, that's like saying, well, I want to I want to dump my garbage wherever. I want to keep burning my garbage. Or I want to just go dump it on the street. Why don't I have the freedom to choose to do that? Like, get a grip. Yeah, I think a lot of these people just don't understand the importance of the greater good. Like, it's it's to me, it's a very selfish thing to be yes. like, well, you'll, you'll uh, rip my diesel-powered truck out of my cold, dead hands. Like, first of all, no one's coming for your... For your truck. <laughs> and again, this is this is banning new car sales after 2035. So you will still be able to buy used cars. You will still be able to keep your... I, I read comments about this of people like, hey, you, you know, that's it. You better get ready. You may as well... I read a comment on a certain uh, Canadian news media website that somebody commented, well, you better, uh, you know, flip your gas-powered car now. Or, or get ready to sell it for the scrap while the value is still good because come 2035, it's going to be worthless. Nobody's taking the car away from you. If you bought a car, whether it's 2024 or 2034, right up until midnight on New Year's Eve, if you buy a gas-powered vehicle, you can drive that thing into the ground. Nobody is going to take that away from you. And it's not like all, there are 12,000 gas stations in this country what do you think? They're all just going to shut up shop on January 1st, 2035 and be like, well, it was good while it lasted. Like, again, apply a little bit of logic here. Stop, like get out from under your, your tinfoil hat in your tinfoil house and think about the reality of the situation. Somebody also commented to me that it's like, well, what, when was the last time you saw a VCR? And it's like, yeah, it's been years, man, but I still see DVDs. Mm-hmm. Right, sitting here and saying that trying to equate gas-powered cars to VCRs in the era of streaming doesn't even make sense. So it's just like I don't know why there's such a a fear of change, and I mean I guess I shouldn't be that surprised, but it's just this idea that like people are so 
afraid of the unknown, that they lash out in bizarre ways. And it's like, how could you argue that we need to do more? And I don't think, Jody and I have both said this, EVs are not the answer, in my opinion. No, they're not for everyone, especially right now with the current state of infrastructure. EVs are not the solution for everyone right now. But that's not to say it won't get better. Exactly. Right? Well, and, and I would it love to, to see hydrogen power become, you know, the thing. Uh, is that going to happen in the next 11 years? I don't know. Maybe. That that could easily, you know, change change the course of things. So it's not like I'm saying to you, rush out and buy a Mazda. What's that? stupid little thing called the, the mx30 with like 135 kilometers of range or whatever and it's like well that's that's it for you it's like no i think the technology is going to get better the industry keep in mind the auto industry is is not going to do this well it's just like you know putting i don't know like putting catalytic converters in cars in the first place that stuff has to be mandated by the government because private industry is not going to take those steps on its own that's that's just the reality so it's like you know, if you look at the the outcome of, I don't know, like the oil crisis back in the day, small cars were born. People, you know, weren't going to pay all this outrageous money for these, you know, big gas guzzlers. So the Honda Civic and, and all these little hatchbacks were born and now you see them everywhere. And that's just sometimes what it takes. I think the technology is going to get better. I think the vehicles are going to get better. There's going to be more range. I do think we're going to have to adapt. And I am not saying that yes some people say you know city dwellers you think they're actually better for you know people who live outside of the city mm -hmm. because when you live in the city access to you know char like home your your building my building we don't have the infrastructure to charge at home um i am with you going to you know shortly after this this episode airs i have a trip planned to like northern quebec mm -hmm. you know up to to the eastern shores of James Bay. Do I think that when I go up there that there's going to be any EV chargers? No, I get it. It's not ideal, but also like we need to be doing something. We can't just say, well, like, sorry, EVs don't work. So let's just keep doing what we're doing. That's not a viable solution. Yeah, I do. I do think uh, plug-in hybrids are, are, they should get more love than they do now. I think it's a good kind of stepping stone in the right direction, but I it's think not it was a stepping yet. stone that should have been there ten years yes, ago. Yes, absolutely. We're, it's too late for that now, in my opinion. And and again, I I hate playing you know what aboutism. That's such a it's such a slippery slope. Uh, I do think that you know the the airline industry needs to to get better. And and there have been. I remember late in 2023 there was a story about the first like transatlantic flight running on biofuels um i think you know the like the cruise ship industry is pretty despicable uh and and that is something that really needs to be cleaned up especially because at least with cars and where i get the argument is like you know well cars you know are what what we use to get to work um, you know, to, to like, it, it helps people, right? It's a, it's a tool. It's not, you know, just a luxury item. A cruise ship is just a luxury. You're just, you know, floating out there in the ocean while this thing puts its big smokestack into the sky and belches all this disgusting, you know, pollution. It's like, yeah, that needs to be cleaned up too. But what, ab what aboutism isn't going to solve things? Because then it just becomes this vicious circle of like, well, 
the, until the auto industry does something, we shouldn't have to do something either. And then the you know the mm-hmm. auto industry says, well, if the if the airline industry is not going to do anything, then we're not going to. So it's like we we all have to be doing stuff. I don't think plastic bags and, and straws are the answer, but hey, tough. That's the way it goes, man. It's and it's just like this with with gas powered vehicles. We got to get rid of them. Yeah, and that's just the greater good thing again. Like we have to do this because it is a dire. We are in dire need of doing something. Like yeah. we can't just sit here and let climate change happen. And and emissions are actually like it's gone through a bit of a, you know a. It was a lull and now it's back up and not just pandemic related, but it's like it's gotten worse. So even though we have more EVs on the road, you know, than whatever, 20 years ago, you couldn't buy an EV. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could buy a couple hybrids. That was about it. But it's like emissions are higher now than than they were, you know, a decade ago even. So we do need like we're 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 on the bad side of things and we need to get better. And uh, rest assured, A, this is not new. B, these new government mandates are going to help. And C, you're, you're, nobody's taking your car. So chill, man. Yeah, a part of me doesn't really understand why EVs have been so politicized. It's, yeah, it's a lightning rod for stupidity. Yeah, I mean, even in this one video that, that you did, you know, at this point it was like last year. Um, it has 310,000 views on it, okay? It's, the title is Five Facts to Consider Before Buying an EV. And in this video, Dan's just talking about, like, where are you going to charge it? Take a note of where the charge port is. Is it accessible? You know, this kind of, like, just fact-based, you know, warnings and stuff. The comment section in this video is just so bonkers to me. And there's so much misinformation going on. And one of the things that I see pop up all the time is this notion of like, well, what are you gonna do when the battery dies and you have to pay 20,000 bucks to replace it? This argument gets brought up all the time and it is so misleading and just made up. Whenever you see this, I just wanna reassure you that it is not going to happen. And also (laughs) like, let's keep in mind, that's the thing I don't understand. You know, how many people do you, have you heard stories of where it's like, oh man, you know, my warranty ended and then 16 months later, my engine blew and I had to spend eight grand to replace it. It's like, yeah, that's just, it's not an EV thing. Now, the chances of that happening, yeah, you hear stories, but it's just like I say, what do you hear? People don't talk about, oh my God, did you hear about Steve? He's living his best life in retirement. No, you hear, oh, did you hear about Jim? He died. You only hear the bad stories. Right. So it's just like EVs. You hear one story about a, a, a battery having to be replaced and everybody goes, well, that's it. That's how all EVs are. And it's like, no, man, once again, apply a bit of logic and you will know that that's not the case. And that batteries are actually exceeding their projected lifespans. That's and then you have companies out there that are able to reuse these, repurpose them, both recycle the materials back into new batteries, use them as energy storage. So all of these other complaints about where are we going to get the the power from? Well, a the grid is obviously going to have to you know expand, but b if we have energy storage solutions, then we're not going to have to. Where everybody's like, oh, we're going to have how many comments on that video? What are you going to do when when we have these rolling blackouts because of all these EVs we have so plugged in? So many of them. Do you really? Once again, do you think I am not here to champion any government? There are some idiots that work in government, but do you not think that there are people out there thinking, hey, we we got to do something about this? 
Or you think they're just going to say, no, it's it's fine the way it is. Like, come on. Once again, just apply logic. Yeah, and a lot of these comments are like, well, just imagine, you know, the, the cost of electricity when everyone's relying on it. Like, stuff like that is just, you're making stuff up. Like, exactly. there's no proof to say that it's going to happen. There's no, you know, everyone relies on gas right now. You don't see them trying to hose us exactly. on gas. I saw, so a couple points on that. One, um... Why not apply the, the rules of supply and demand? Stuff usually gets cheaper the more people that buy it. So it's there's just as much reason to believe that electricity is going to cost less. I'm not saying that's a guarantee. I'm just saying that's how the world works. Also, you know, this idea somebody said, and I mean, I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. But there was a post about that. Oh, you know, charging my, my EV and, you know, I can't do it at home. And somebody's like, well, you don't have a gas pump in your in your garage. So why all the, and I both understand and I don't, but the point being that solutions are either there currently, or they are going to be, you know, they're going to come to fruition over the next 11 years. Yeah. And especially like once these kind of mandates take effect, we have to assume that the technology is going to catch up. Electric cars are going to have more range, faster charging, um, less sensitivity to extreme conditions in the weather. Yeah. Like all of this is going to happen. Um, and the automotive industry just continually is improving and innovating. But it does have to be that that is the reality, whether it's like, yes, OK, you have brands like, you know, Volvo that that has really helped to accelerate safety. You know, even even Tesla has done a lot to make its vehicles safer without, you know, having some government agency, you know, breathing down its neck about it. But the but the point is that often, whether it's fuel economy, right, cafe regulations back in the day in the U.S. that we adopted here in Canada effectively, um, that wasn't the industry self-regulating. That was government being like, sorry, you got to do this. Safety is another one. Do you think, I'm telling you right now, and I used to work for a car company, these companies are not in the business of giving things away for free or doing things just because. Do you think that seatbelts would exist if they weren't mandated? Heck no. No. That still costs money, and they're not going to do it just for fun. It's the reason why we're seeing these inflator kits instead of full-size spare tires, because A, yeah, the, 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 the side that they always err on is, no, well, it's heavy, and we're trying to improve the fuel. No, man, it's more expensive, so you opt for this little tiny inflator kit pass the cost on to the consumer. That's how car companies work, okay? So without having the government there to say, gotta do this, no no car company would be, do except for a couple of them, yeah. would be going down this path. Even though the science says that they should do something, like use seatbelts as an example, like the science said, you know, you'll get ejected from your car um, and it'll increase your chance of death if you get into a collision. Um, and still knowing that, I think a lot of automakers, if they weren't mandated, wouldn't put seatbelts in their car. That's just the way it works. And I'm not calling out, you know, any specific company. And yes, it seems like a no-brainer, you know, to say, oh, who, you know, who wouldn't do that? The point is just that without regulation, they're the gov the nobody's telling them what to do. These car companies are going to do. And Tesla is an example of that, of cutting corners. Oh, you know, NHTSA in the U.S. isn't actively, you know, enforcing us to, to shut off autopilot. Yeah, we're going to keep doing it as this beta test. That's how these companies work. And that's why we need you know, government agencies to step in and provide some direction and they need to do it and have it on the books because there are 
lawyers in legal departments at every car company that will fight tooth and nail to roll back any regulation until it's on the law books. Sorry, I'm really fired up about this. You are really charged up. Um, wow, another Another one. one, but I mean, you used that earlier, so I don't think that one counts. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. EVs, again, they're not the solution for everyone, especially right now. I also see a lot of comments on that video about like, well, what if I have to tow my trailer? What am I supposed to do? You're still welcome to use a diesel truck to do yeah. that. You know, it's... Also, I've said this before, the reality is life has to change, right? It's, you know... We've been pretty lucky to, to be able to, especially in, you know, in a country like Canada, to kind of do what we want. Um, I don't think that that's going to be a thing anymore until something happens that, that does allow it to be the case where, you know, RVing your way to Alaska or whatever. Yeah, it's like that's not, you know, that doesn't jive with electrification, who knows? Maybe hydrogen is the answer and that's the way you'll be able to do it. But it's like, I don't think, yeah, the the Ford F-150 Lightning, the all-electric pickup truck, you know, the first time we had some some colleagues that towed and it, and it was extremely underwhelming. It couldn't tow more than like 150 miles. And it's like, yeah, that's just the reality. I don't think that, you know, lifestyles are going to jive with the need. But what, to me you know, the future supersedes your desire to to pull a big trailer behind your mm -hmm. pickup truck and go go fishing somewhere else. I don't know, man. The Credit Valley is right there if you live in the GTA. Like, you don't need to be going out into the backwoods. If that means that, again, your kids and your grandkids have a, a planet to be able to go fishing themselves. Like, it to me, it's kind of selfish to say, well, what if I want to pull a trailer and run? There was a guy that commented on this, on this story about the government regulations. And once again, this is just enforcing the industry to, to have supply for us. And some guy said, in the spirit of all of this, uh, I'm going to make sure to take put put my ATVs in the back of my diesel truck and drive out and go rip around on the trails for a bit. And it's like, that's that's spiteful. That's the kind of behavior that it's like, you're the reason why we need these regulations. It's just nonsense. I, and again, I don't know why it's such a lightning rod. Yeah. It's been politicized. You know, it's, it's this idea, like everybody says, you know, that it's somehow, you know, it's all, oh, it's a left thing again conservative governments have done the same thing it's just the reality of the world of the climate why are we seeing these wildfires everywhere why are we seeing huge chunks of of you know polar ice caps floating out into the ocean you know past research vessels it's like because the world is rejecting us we're bad guests man <laughs> we you know like we're yeah. we're we're pretty terrible residents and and the planet is telling us that you know we're we're overstaying our welcome unless things change yeah i think like personal convenience does not outweigh the need to change the situation yeah. at all and i know it it sucks like yeah. it's it's you know we love sports cars we love big old v8s but we can also as automotive enthusiasts acknowledge the fact that like they're not always going to be there and that's okay yeah. like that's a sacrifice i'm willing to make um, just because I want to see this world live on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and keep in mind, Jody and I don't have kids. We're not doing this for, it's like, if anybody's like, oh, you know, like I'm leaving here in a, you know, in a, in a ball of, of fury and fire, it could be us. 
you know, but it's like, we want to make sure that there's still a planet left. I'm not just going, ah, to hell with it. That's not my problem. Yeah, it's like, we have no heirs. I still care, you know, and, yeah. and you should too, anyways. Are you okay, Dan? Yeah. You got really it's, heated. It's been exhausting. I know. This is a this is a very uh, strong and controversial start to the year. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just annoying to me that people have this take. And to your point, it's like, yeah, it sucks. And it, and it is just like anything in life when somebody tells you you got to change the way you're doing it. But it's like this idea of, of saying, you know, like that it's, that it's, you know, taking away our rights, taking away the power of choice. Like, look, man, somebody's got it. Clearly, you're not responsible enough to make these decisions. If, if you're if you have that that thought process, then you're not responsible enough to make the right decisions. And that's why the government's stepping in. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so before our Ask an Expert segment, here's a message from your friends at Auto Trader. Save time and money by using AutoTrader, Canada's most trusted place to buy and sell new and used cars. AutoTrader has the most cars and one of the best features is price badging so you can feel more confident that you're getting a good deal. Today's question comes to us from our buddy Maroon again. Maroon. I recently drove to Philadelphia in my EV to watch the Eagles against the Cowboys. I had three guys who drove gas-operated cars, and we had a great conversation about my car versus the other. So just as a reminder, uh, Maroon has a Tesla Model 3 that he's yes. very happy with. My question, I can't imagine making the same drive with an EV that can only charge on level two because the trip would be so much longer. Oh, impossible. Are you aware if there are other EVs that are, are able to charge on level three chargers? This is the main reason why I purchased my Tesla because of the charging infrastructure, thus removing my fear of running out of juice. Great question. So yeah. these days, I think like almost every single EV you can buy is capable of charging at level three or DC fast charging speeds. Yeah, let's, so, so, Te technically, technically, uh, there's no such thing as level three. You've got level one, level two, and DC fast charging. The, that's And it's because the connector's different, right? So to your point, Maroon, um, even, and really it's nowadays it's a plug-in hybrid thing that they, you know, only have the, the CCS charger. Um, it becomes a DC fast charger when it adds that the, the second sort of set of prongs underneath um yeah like every vehicle every ev can charge at level you know what you would call level three but dc fast charging now um and to make matters even better although it's not here just yet is that lots of brands have adopted what's what's called the nax system so the tesla charger so the one that your model 3 uses maroon um is the north american charging standard i think is what it stands for uh, GM, Volvo, I think Hyundai and Kia, like the, we have a story on the website. We can throw a link up, um, that we're, we're adding to every time another automaker announces that it's adopting the NAX charger. Yep. Now it is important to note GM is one of these brands. Jody just drove the Chevrolet Blazer EV. It does not have as of the current version that she drove did not have the Tesla connector. Two points. That's very easy for an automaker to swap something like that out mid-year in a production Or send you an process. adapter. And then, yeah, the adapter. I don't think they're going to send, because like we talked about earlier, these guys don't do things for free. I think 
people that bought a vehicle like the Blazer EV, people who buy early Kia EV9s, all of that stuff, you're going to have to buy, but I don't think it's going to be very expensive, no. you know? So, but you're right. Like I would not want to make that drive to, unless I was retired and had <laughs> all the time but in the world. even so, like if you can charge on a DC fast charger and, and, you know, it's a warm, nice day, most cars, no, most EVs today can get you from like 10 to 80% half an hour yeah half an hour to 45 minutes is kind of the the norm um and that means you know you could at highway speeds maroon as you probably noticed during your drive like it does take more energy to move an ev uh, at highway speeds over a sustained period so but let's even say that 10 to 80 percent gets you 300 kilometers and the drive to philly is i don't know it's from from on well from toronto anyways it's probably about like, you know, 800 to 1,000 kilometers, somewhere in that range. So you probably have to stop three times. Mm -hmm. Is that pretty normal? I'd say so. I'd say so, especially if you can stay in a place that has charging overnight. Yeah. Then you don't even need to do a fast charger. You can just plug it in overnight, wake up in the morning and be at 100%. So, but it's a good question. Uh, and yeah, it's it's definitely something that the industry has addressed or is currently addressing yeah and a lot a lot of automakers have signed up to use or to switch over to tesla's charger if they haven't already i feel like they will soon yeah it's just one of those st changing standards that i think everyone will have to adopt um in order to make evs much more convenient for everybody the smartest thing that tesla ever did was establish that charging network Absolutely. early on uh and now it's able to you know effectively license the use of those charging stations to non-Tesla owners. Is it going to upset current Tesla owners? Absolutely, because Tesla owners tend to be, you know, a little bit, Elitist. you know, they get their backs up about <laughs> things. Uh, I can't imagine what that first, you know, trip to the supercharging network is gonna look like when there's a bunch of non-Teslas there and there's gonna be some grumpy Tesla owner, but I'll tell you who's not gonna be that grumpy Tesla owner. It's gonna be our pal Maroon. That's true. Maroon Maroon's is a, a big guy. EV advocate in general. Good guy. Yeah. No, no, I have no fear over that. Other Tesla owners, yeah, maybe. I mean, the ones that park in our parking garage in the green spots that aren't plugged in. They don't even plug in. It's uh, shameful. Great. Jody, we, we were doing good. We were back to positivity and now I'm all fired up again. That's okay. I'm just going to end this episode right here. Uh, thank you, Maroon, for your question. If any of you have questions you would like to ask Dan or I, you could email expert at trader.ca and we'll try to answer it in a future episode. Um, next episode, we're going to be talking about the Auto Trader Awards. Ooh. Tis the season. Auto Trader Awards are my favorite thing that we get to do all year. Um, and we're going to announce the winners in the next episode. So do not miss that one. Um, until next time, drive safe. Bye, guys. Catch you the next episode.